Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Meatball and the Sock, episode number 16. I am The Meatball, and I'm here, as always, with The Sock. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Executive producer Neil will not be joining us for this episode. He's out enjoying the beautiful day, going to the grocery store, picking me up a carton of eggs, doing things that good roommates do. And I'm in here just, you know, crushing some awesome tent for all you folks out there. So, you know what? You better be thankful. Because, you know, I, I, <laughs> I could get my own eggs, you know? I really can. If I wanted to, I could, I could just turn this off right now, go get my own eggs. But, you know, I'm doing it for you people. You know, you're demanding the content, clearly. <laughs> 15 listeners on our last episode. The content is in demand, and here we are. I'm giving it to you. As is the sock. So Sam, why don't you tell me what's going on, man? How you doing? I ain't seen you in a while. Did you hear me yell just now? I did. I heard you yell. Do you know why I did that? No. Why'd you yell? Strictly just to make your life difficult. <sighs> I, you, you know, I had a feeling. But you gotta mark that down. You gotta bleep it. Oh, I won't mark it down, but I'll bleep it. I'll figure it out. Oh, okay. Whatever. That's too next uh, that's... level for me. That's that's like that's a Neil level of thinking. Like, Neil hears that, and he goes, oh, I'm going to mark down the time so it's easier for me to edit later. And I just hear, oh, well, I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> well, as you know, per usual, I'm just kind of driving around the old countryside, you know, just going through the neighborhoods where I used to frolic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. How's uh, shoveling the uh, landscaping rocks and whatnot going? You know, I haven't landscaped in quite some time because, for some reason, uh, it Ohio is getting a lot of rain, especially yeah. where, where I'm at, at least. It's supposed to rain for, like, the next 10 days straight. Now, of course, right now, after business hours, it's sunny and almost 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. And um, let, me tell, let me tell you something. I, um, I like to cycle. I like to ride my bike around for exercise when I don't feel like running. Right. And uh, so I went for a bike ride today. And let me tell you that trying to climb uphill in into the wind, very difficult. I mean, I can imagine. I can see it being very difficult. Well, I don't know if you could imagine since that's <laughs> not really something that you do. Well, I, but... I've, I've been on a bike, you okay, know, in my, well, in my day. Right. Not, not not a motorized bike, one that you have to pedal. Yeah, I've never had a motorized okay. bike. That's way too next-gen for me. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I had, yeah, I had so. one of those dumb ones that you actually had to pedal and put work into. Ugh. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't, I don't know what's harder. I don't know if it's riding a bike or paddling a canoe. Probably for me, definitely paddling a canoe uh, because my arms, you know, they're little sticks. Hmm. Yeah, I can see how that would be difficult. Right. Yeah, I... Oh, driving, driving past the old, you know, the, the spot where we uh, dropped off the canoes and got lost on the river that one time. That was pretty cool. Ah, uh, yeah, classic story. Have I ever told you that story? I don't think so. I mean, you just kind of spoiled it. Uh, no, nah, I don't... I, I don't... I don't recall some reason there's a sheriff sitting up by the spot so i'm gonna turn and i'm gonna avoid him um excellent but all right here we go classic story perfect to tell 
Uh, pretty much anybody that knows me that listens to this is probably going to skip past it, I would think. Skip about 10 minutes ahead because mm. uh, I've said it so many times. But uh, people who don't, haven't heard this story, go ahead and listen. Buckle up. You're in for a good ride. All right. So I was about uh, junior in high school, summer between junior and senior year. You know, it's popping for me. Me and my friends were having a nice uh, Mexican food dinner out at the old El Azteca. And uh, we decided, we were like, what should we do tonight? You know, this is, this is before I got into uh, binge drinking. Of course. And uh, so we, that was off the table. Uh, so they were like, why don't we go canoe? And I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that sounds fun. Really, it was kayaking because it was one person per thing. So it's me, my friend Miles, my friend Nate, my friend Nick. We use Nick's kayaks. By the time we uh, get dropped off, drop ourselves off into the river, uh, it's about 8 o'clock, okay? Summertime, sun's about to set in about an hour, all right? Okay, yeah. Gross, grossly underestimated two things. One, how long it was going to take us to get from point A where we started to point B where we were going to end up finishing. I'm talking with my hands, of course, in the car. Yes, as I would hope so. Of course. So uh, we also underestimated, the second thing we underestimated was how shallow the river was. It hadn't rained in about a week. Mm -hmm. It was extremely shallow. Um, good for business when I was a lifeguard. Not good for kayaking on the river. Mm -hmm. uh, so we get started. And my friend Nate, he was, uh, I actually don't really remember what position he was when he played football, but uh, he's a big guy. He was one of those, I'm pretty sure he was on the line. I don't know if it was O or D. Okay. Maybe both at some point. Who knows? I don't know. Um, he might have been offensive, actually. I don't know. If you're listening, tell me what it is. But anyways, um, <laughs> yes. so he, he obviously weighs quite a bit more than I do. So while I'm struggling to paddle over like these shallow areas, he is getting stuck. All right. Mm -hmm. So he's stuck. My friend Nick's trying to help him out, get unstuck. Me and Miles were both small, skinny people. Uh, so we're like, this is kind of BS. Uh, it's really dark. None of us had cell phones because we didn't want to get them wet. This is back before, you know, like this is back when like you got a raindrop on your iPhone and it uh, blew up in your mouth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't, Not, I didn't, didn't tolerate mean to say, the water back then. Didn't mean to say mouth. Definitely meant to say hand. For some reason I said mouth. That's all right. Um, oral fetish could be. Who knows? Anyways, really makes you think. Really makes you think. Anyways, a lot of little kids riding bikes out right now. Stay out of the street. Anyways, yeah. um, so it's it's super dark out. Okay, like in night came, boom, like that. Right. So Miles and I, we have no idea where the drop-off point is. Now, in hindsight, we actually did know exactly where it was, and it would have been really easy to see. Mm -hmm. Shoot, we're stuck on the river. We don't. We ended up leaving those guys because they kept getting stuck. And we were like, we don't know how far back they are. So I look at Miles, and I'm like, Miles, listen. We have to pull off at the, at the um, least steep embankment. I don't know a good word for that. The, uh, the most level embankment that we can pull off pull the kayaks out wait for the guys to pass by and then we'll say hey either we'll keep going and following you or come out with us here at this point no idea where i am okay no idea just on a river in the middle of the night so 
Oh, there's two foxes. Oh, those guys are so cute. Foxes? Oh yeah, foxes. There are two foxes hanging out. Like wow. out in the uh, present what? day, there were two foxes hanging out. Anyways, so um, Miles is like, okay, okay, good plan. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Sinister, which have you? Have you seen Sinister? Uh, I have not. No. You haven't seen Sinister? Really? No, don't, couldn't even tell you what it's about. Sounds pretty wow. sinister, though. Hold on. Let me check. Sinister. Da, 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 my internet is garbage. Da, 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 da. Oh. oh, thanks for checking in. I'm wow. Spitting a piece of garbage. Ethan Hawke is in it. Yeah? Yeah. These Correct. pictures that I'm seeing look absolutely horrifying. Yeah, it's a scary movie. Never seen it, but yes. Maybe it was okay. The Conjuring. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> one of those scary movies, I have no clue. Maybe it was Insidious. Who the f*** knows? Oh, I, uh-huh. I see, I've <laughs> seen like the past 20 minutes of that, or the last. I don't know why I said past. Oh, Insidious is actually a really good movie. But anyways, um, so there's a in, – in one of those movies, and I'm pretty sure it's Sinister, but correct me if I'm wrong, one of those movies, there is a scary scene with a swing set. Mm. Okay. And so we're floating past, we're floating down the river. Miles looks and he sees a swing set. He freaks out. Oh boy. He's like, we got to get off here. I'm freaked out. I'm like, okay, understandable. It's the middle of the night. But now, of course, he picks the steepest embankment to get off. So these kayaks, you know, I'm not strong. They're not necessarily heavy, but they're, you know, wet. So they're a little heavy. Um, so we're trying to pull the kayaks up this steep hill. I end up losing my shoe in the mud. So I'm fishing for that. Miles, he gets his up. He goes running. Off. I don't know how, honestly. Maybe I was holding them both. He gets up. He goes running. I'm like, where the heck did he go? Middle of the night. No idea where I am. He goes. He takes off running. And um, Sheriff just passed me. Making sure he doesn't turn around. All right. It's all good. Anyway. Right. So... He'll understand. Right, he will. So Recording he goes, the, Amer- the, the nation's favorite podcast. He, he's got to uh, understand that. turn on that road. Dang it. One turn thing. Um, so we, so I'm standing there uh-huh. in the middle of the night, definitely in somebody's backyard because there's a house in the distance. Mm-hmm. Middle of the night, probably, probably 1030 at this point, just looking around for miles, making sure that the kayaks don't go floating off. Also looking for our friends. Oh, boy. He comes he comes running up from off in the distance, scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> and he goes, I was like, where the heck did you go? He was like, I went to look and see if I, we knew where we are. I have no idea where we are. I was like, okay, good. So in my mind, I'm thinking we have floated way past our point. Like it should not have taken us nearly that long to get there. We have floated way past the spot. <laughs> we're lost. We're stuck. All right. Mm-hmm. So. We wait there for probably a, a good 20 minutes. In hindsight, probably about five. But we waited for a long time for those guys to float by. They didn't. So we were like, all right, let's just let's just get out of here. And then we'll find somebody's house and we'll use their phone. Good idea in my head. Not a good idea to execute it. So we pull our kayaks up this person's driveway, stone driveway. Uh. We get out onto this road, which... I have definitely been on, mm-hmm. but I didn't recognize it. It was nighttime. Didn't recognize it. So, oh, this is where the gun club is. 
Oh my gosh, I never this realized like 50% that. 50% a story that Sam's telling and 50% him being like, oh, look at that. There's a fox. Oh, there's the gun store. Oh. So, we, so we get to the end of this driveway and we're like, all right, who's who can we get to help us? So I see an old woman on her porch. <laughs> That's not terrifying at all. So I go up to the old woman and I'm like, hi, I'm still in her yard. I'm like, hi. We got lost on the river. Can you call somebody to help us? And she freaks out. She thinks like we're the guys from In Cold Blood coming to kill her and rob her. I would too if I was an old woman. I would. You know, if if I was sitting on the porch, me, you know, young and spry, definitely could run away from robbers. If somebody came out of the river and was at my backyard and said, I'm lost on the river. Can you help me? She goes, I'm calling the police. Oh, no. I mean, if I was an old woman, I I legitimately, I I think I would just stand up and be like, yeah, sure, I'll go grab my telephone. And you would just hear me walk inside and lock my doors instantly and turn all the lights off. Well, you know, she didn't think that way. Actually, I wouldn't even be awake. Like, sun's already down. What's this old woman doing on her porch? This is starting to be her fault. That's that's a good point. You should have been in bed four hours ago. What are you doing, miss? (laughs) You should have been in bed before the sun went down. I don't know what you're doing out here. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry, I had to chime in there. A, a response. But in my mind, I was like, no, no. We can't have the sheriff come out here because we're definitely in the country. That's where the sheriff would be. The sheriff would come get us. So uh-huh. we're like, no, 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 no. So we run down the road. I'm like, we got to be like one of these directions has to be the right way to go. So we picked the wrong direction. And we walked down the road, eventually found some people who knew a relative of mine. They were, I was able to use their phone. We called my, I think I called my grandpa. And I was like, hey, uh, don't tell my dad that we're lost on the river. We need you to come pick us up. And just coincidentally, my dad was at my grandparents' house. So he, he hold, heard the whole story. So then my grandpa came and picked us up. But not before the sheriff arrived. Oh, boy. And was like, hey, what are you doing? And we were like, I explained the story. I was like, listen, man, we're out on the river. We didn't expect it to take us that long. I I don't really know where my friends are, but they definitely know where they're. Like, okay. He radios it in. My grandpa comes. We go to my buddy's house mad at us for ditching and you know getting in this whole fiasco uh next day come to find out that uh in the newspaper well this was like friday night maybe so like on monday mm-hmm. uh in a, in the newspaper was an article stranded on the river something Wait. like that oh there was an article about you guys there was an article in the paper about us about how we were stranded in the river Oh my god. And gosh. uh what my mom my mom who was working uh around cops at the time, she said that uh the cops sent out like all the sheriffs and they had dogs and searchlights out on the river looking for us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's absurd. <laughs> they probably thought that we were dead. Yeah, honestly. I mean Might that's that's but, what I would you know, assume, you know. We, you know, it, it all worked out, you know. 
And if you're saying, wow, that's really cool that you got in the paper, not that hard to get in the paper in my town. Uh, my car caught on fire a couple years ago, and that was in the paper. So <laughs> That's incredible. I was in the paper one time uh, for, like, playing Little League Baseball. It was just a picture of me running to first, and they were like, here's this guy, Little League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and that was it. Oh, jeez. And I tell you what, back in those days, whew, I had a mean swing. I was destined for greatness, and then I realized that playing baseball was uh, not my cup of tea. Mm. Nor Were you was fast? Playing. I was actually good. Like I was a good little athlete when I was a little kid. Obviously, things changed. I made, uh, obviously, like this is not a huge thing, but I, I don't remember what grade. But in little league, like I made, I was on an all-star team for the area. And That's I, pretty good. Yeah, and I still remember it was it was horrible because like it was like mixed with our our year and the year ahead of us. So like the kids ahead of us were like better than we were. And I didn't really play a lot, neither did some of the other kids that were my age. And it was like at one point <laughs> the coach was just like, Hey, do you want to play catcher? And I had never played catcher before. I was like, mm, I guess. And he was like, Do you have any equipment? And I was like, Nope. I guess this was just the, the typical stocky build. Like, he just saw the beginnings of my stocky build, and he assumed I'd be a catcher. So I he just gives me some kid's equipment, and it's, like, double the size of what I would wear. So, like, I can't see. Like, the helmet's way too big. It's just hanging down to my eyes. I can't see the pitches coming. So I literally, <laughs> every pitch that was thrown, I dropped, like, three of them. And from then on, I, I, they just, like, pulled me out because I couldn't, I couldn't see anything. Uh, it's tough tough times yeah one of those things where like you really could have been something but it, <laughs> yeah just, the equipment just wasn't working with you it really was a, it was the, <laughs> yeah, yeah at that point i knew i was like well i'm probably not gonna play catcher ever again <laughs> it's um, tough yeah so oh, that's where i wanted to turn okay there you go and and i i started thinking too about how you were talking about riding bikes and uh, I realized I, I had like a flashback to why I probably don't ride a bike anymore. And it's because when I was younger, me, my mom and my sister, there was like a park down the street from us. And, you know, obviously like, hey, let's go ride our bikes down to it. Sure. Cool. Sweet. So we did. And there was at this one point where like there was like a pretty big hill up and down that was gravel. And, you know, like my mom and sister got off their bikes. They were walking it. And I was like, Psh come on so me being you know whoever i was at whatever age that was i go down the hill up the hill and as i'm like booking it up the hill trying to get up the steep hill my front tire just like basically skids because it's all gravel so it just like rip, my bike basically flips over and i just go face, <laughs> face first into the into this gravel walkway and skid a little bit too and i was like well that was weird and i got up and both my elbows, like, and forearms are just shredded, dude. <laughs> like, bleeding like crazy all the way up the arms from, like, the point of my elbow to my wrist, just covered in blood and just, like, little bits of gravel all inside my arm. And I was, like, freaking out because I was like, oh, mom, mom, help. I'm bleeding like crazy. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go ride the, my bike back home and grab the car and pick you up. <laughs> and I, like, I walked back, you know. I was probably crying because I was freaking out that my arms were just leaking like crazy. 
Oh, my mom was freaking out because I mean, I mean, what would you do if your son's arms were just bleeding profusely? I so I had to I walk. Mean, I'd be like, all right, all right, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna go get the car. But my mom, like, she couldn't help herself. Like, she was just terrified, and as, as was I. And I still have scars on both my elbows, actually. And it, you know what? I completely forgot about that until until you brought that up. And I it, no, because I've heard you say that before. Something about it. Did I have scars on my elbows? No, that you like crashed your bike and were bleeding profusely from your elbows. Oh yeah, it's it. It was it was rough, and I honestly, I don't think I rode my bike as frequently after that ever again. And it's really probably not. It's there's been plenty of instances in my life where something happens to me, and I get like seriously hurt, <laughs> and I and I just never do it again. <laughs> when else have you been seriously hurt that you don't? Oh, roller skating. Oh yeah, yeah. When I fractured my kneecap, that was a classic. <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be so painful (laughs) oh it was horrible i might as well just tell the story too but most of the people i know that listen to this will know the story because it's it's too ridiculous for me to have not you know told a million times um but yeah so in grade school uh we had roller skating parties where, you know, everybody in the school goes, you know, you get to skate with everybody, you know. They had some pretty cool arcade games. I'd play some skee-ball. But it was all about roller skating. And at this point in my life, again, this was pre-chonk, you know what I'm saying? Like, before the beef started packing on. I was actually not a bad athlete, and I was actually pretty good at rollerblading. So, you know, I had my own pair, whole, my own pair of rollerblades. I'm just scooting around the outside of this rink constantly just for hours on end you were definitely slinging oh absolutely i was swimming i was swimming and women back then dude disco i mean they couldn't get enough of you dude oh dude they were playing like early 2000s greatest hits just bumping them oh man i had all the girls seeing me just scooting around those turns like smooth as butter and they i mean they couldn't help themselves you know i this was fourth grade so yeah like all the fourth grade girls were like wow this this guy gets it like he can rollerblade pretty well and uh so you know it's Hmm. getting towards the end of this roller skating party and uh my mom calls me over to like the little wall where all the parents are sitting and hanging out and my mom goes hey like let's get out of here i'm tired of sitting here watching you skating around in a circle and i said all right fair uh, just one more time around, and I want you to time me. I want to see how fast I can go. And she was like, okay. And I don't know why she wasn't like, eh, maybe you shouldn't, looking back on it now. No, because that's, that's definitely time me. I'm going to see how fast I can go. She's just, you know, feeding your creative side. That's true. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, how could you not let me go? Uh, who Who would have foreseen what happened next? But anyways, so <laughs> this is right around the little, like the one corner so it's like a nice turn where i start so it's not bad i get going hit the straightaway and i am picking up speed and i'm just thinking oh my gosh the time that my mom's gonna have is gonna be so low i might as well just like become like an olympic skater or something speed skater (laughs) and i come up to the first like big turn and i hit it and it's pretty smooth but then i can feel like oh, oh i'm falling a little bit and i fall and my knee smacks off of the wooden roller rink, like just absolutely 
fully hardwood, just bang, smack, knee, hits hard. And I'm like, oh, this is the worst pain I've ever felt. <laughs> and I'm just like rolling around, definitely was crying, uh, just curled up in a ball in the middle of the freaking roller skating rink. And I roll over and everybody's just like crowding around me, looking at me. And my mom is like, she's walked all the way to the other end and she's like, all right, we got to get you out of here. Like, you know, she picks me up. We get out of there. And, you know, I <laughs> drive home. Uh, you know, she was like, we should probably take you to the hospital. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. Then pulled into the driveway. My dad came out. I was still in the car. Because I think my mom knew, like, yeah, we're, we're going to the hospital. And my dad came out to the car, looked at my knee, just completely swollen, like absolutely purple with swelling, twice the size. And he just goes, yeah, you're going to the hospital. And I was like, oh, okay. Went to the hospital, all these x-rays, all this BS, takes forever. And they go, yeah, it's a pretty bad bruise, but you're fine. I go, oh, okay, that's cool. They gave me this big brace. So I go back to school, got this big brace, got a real war, <laughs> a real war story to tell. And basically I have a purple heart. Yeah, pretty much. And then a week later, a week later, they call my house. The hospital does. And they a go week later. a week later and they go, hi. Uh, yeah, we just looked at Ryan's x-rays and upon looking at it further it appears that he has a fractured patella so we're gonna need him to come in right now to the hospital and get casted and i was just like what <laughs> yeah so then i you know just dropped what i was doing went into the hospital and they gave me a bright orange cast from the tip of my toes all the way up to basically i mean basically cupped right underneath my butt cheek all the way up my entire leg just covered and yeah that stunk and that was that story and again have i rollerbladed was, slash roller skated since no not once what was the what was it like um being such a freak at school with that giant cast on your leg um well i mean it was kind of cool because i got to like leave class five minutes early oh yeah yeah because like it was gonna take me so long to walk to my next class, so that was pretty sick. Um, Wait, what grade were you in? Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Yes, fourth grade. Yep. And uh, I also missed. Oh. Uh, m uh, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyways, because my dad only had two tickets, and he took my grandpa. Still not happy about that, but. Uh, the uh, Notre Dame USC game, the infamous one with the Bush push. Uh, uh. I, I obvious even if there was tickets, I couldn't go for that. But I feel like realistically, my dad would have hawked down a third ticket, and like you know, just gave it to my grandpa, and then had me sit with him, if my leg wasn't just an absolute shambles. So right, really, which it was. And then with the way the game ended too, like it was just, it was just tough times for little me. You know, I was just. Laying on the couch, uh, heartbroken. Laying on the couch, massive pain. Notre Dame, getting beat. Yeah, on some BS. On some BS by the Heisman winner. Yeah. Uh, it it was a it was a tough time in my life, 
And yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. And like I said, haven't roller skated since. I've been ice skating maybe a couple times since then. That's a long time, you know, to only go a couple of times. So, yeah, pretty much pretty much staying away from any of that stuff. Anything yeah, that I really Yeah. Yeah, um, I really don't put anything under my feet that has wheels, you know. Yeah. That's, like directly I mean, that's under fair. my feet. Yeah. I'm in a car right now. That's fine. I went roller skating like one time, I'm pretty sure, and I couldn't like I couldn't do it without holding on to the wall. So they put me in like this little area. That was like just a tiny square. It was like, oh yeah, they was, had one of those at uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They That's put me awesome. in that area, and they were like, "Hey, just ride around in here until you get like the hang of it, and then come out on." After like twenty minutes of just me skating around a little tiny area and still feeling like I was gonna sat down, I was like, "I do." Uh, you're cutting out quite a bit right there. Come on. I, I can't control it. You're the one on the phone. Uh, all I'm saying is I didn't do it after that. I was like, nope, I'm done. Not doing it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if like, this is a me thing or this is like a general people thing. Sounds like it could be a you thing too, but like, I mm. know pretty much right away that if I don't want to do that, I don't want to do something if I don't want to do it. And then I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. You oh, know? yeah. hundred percent. Like, like I can be, I, I'm very subjective, very susceptible to peer pressure. Uh, but like, that was more in my youth now. So I'm not really that much, but like, I'm like pretty much at, right away. I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. I'll say to myself, I don't want to do that. And then I usually don't do it unless, you know, like maybe back in the day when I was in a teenager or something, I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. But then somebody was like, nah, come on, just do it. And I was like, well, yeah. okay, maybe. Okay. Well, you know, maybe. And that's life. That's oh, how yeah. everybody is. That's the way it goes. The same thing happened to me this weekend, this past weekend. We were at oh, yeah? a, a certain mutual friend's house of ours. Who This, this person owns horses. And, hmm. you know... Uh, right, course, John yeah. and executive producer Neil just hopping in with the horses, petting them and whatnot, and they're like, "Ooh, come pet this horse!" After oh, I had just told them how, like, I've always been afraid that if I ever fed a horse, it would just absolutely chop my <laughs> hand off. They're like, "Come on, come pet the horse, man!" I was like, "Uh, no, I can tell you right now, I'm not gonna walk in there and pet that horse. Just not gonna do it." Yep, exactly. Not doing it. Not yep. risking my life. Exactly. To, uh, touch an animal. Yeah. That animal. To what? To pet a horse? Yeah. I mean, come on. It, it, I saw, know. I saw what Harambe was about to do to that kid. Oh my gosh! Exactly. R.I.P. But like still. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, but I mean, dude, I, you had to do it. You had to. That dude was about to just yank that kid apart. Well, I mean, they could have just tranquilized him. But. Yeah, but you know, on the time delay, he could have freaked out. You know, he gets shot in the butt with a dart, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not asleep yet. What did what just hit me in the butt?" Now I'm even more mad. This kid's going to get it. That's true. Do you think in that situation, like, uh, um, I wasn't, like, I, I didn't follow along with it, like, heavily, but I, like, know the story about, like, the kid fell in the gorilla exhibit, talking with my hands, of course. Of course. Kid fell into the gorilla exhibit. 
like, and then, like, the gorilla, obviously, they shot it because they picked him up and was, like, cradling him. Oh, dude, now, he was just dragging that kid around. Yeah, the activists, <laughs> the activists were saying, they were like, no, 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 man, he was just protecting him, man. Yeah. And I was like, well, was he? Hold on, one sec, Ryan. Very dangerous intersection I've come upon. Okay. And to your point, I will also say, was he? Uh, no, he looked like he was about to just like rip that kid in half. He was not protecting a single thing. Yeah, so obviously he's just dre- like, and he's also just like walking around like pretty quickly throughout his enclosure, just dragging this kid, just yeah. dragging him by his foot, and this kid just boom, 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 head bouncing off rocks and stuff. Like, come on, dude, it's not that hard. Figure it come out, on, Rambe. Yeah. Well, yeah, that <laughs> the, the come on dude was more for the people like, oh, why'd you shoot him? Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, Harambe too, dude. Like, come on, that's a kid. Don't be pulling kids okay. apart. You you drag your little baby gorillas around? Well, not anymore, obviously. But like, uh, just ooh. banging their heads off rocks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think you did. I don't think you do. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's sad, you know. And it's still it's still something that lingers to this day, even though it happened quite a while ago. It's always sad when an animal like that just gets killed for basically no reason. But hey, man, uh, you know, sad as done. sad as it seems, you know, humans greater than sign animals in the eyes of of most. So well, I mean, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, should the mom if, have just dumped her kid in the gorilla exhibit? Probably not. That was I was that was what I was gonna ask you. Do you think do you think that she just kinda was like oops and pushed him in there? <laughs> <laughs> like for yeah. either on some like maybe she was trying to be Casey Anthony but not oh, so wow. you know, just like, Oh god, accident, get rid of my kid. I mean Or maybe. was she just a neglectful mother? Was she just not watching her kid and her kid's little shit bag? That's or, very possible. I like to think or, like her kid was just standing up on the railing and she just gave him like a little she just gave him like a little hip That's and knocked him over the over the wall. It was just That's like, what I'm saying. loser. <laughs> just doing that because of you know media attention. I don't know. Pushing your kid in a gorilla exhibit seems pretty extreme for media attention. But I've seen yeah. you know I've seen people do worse things. Yeah, people do anything for attention. I don't think that like, happened this time. I think she had a lot of other little kids too, so she was probably just completely yeah. overwhelmed at yeah, the zoo probably, of all yeah. places. Yeah, uh, definitely. But I mean, psh, I mean, I, and when when you have a lot of brothers and sisters, I mean, I don't. I have one sister. As do I. You have one sister too. Yeah. And uh, but I think if you had a lot of siblings, and I don't know where this kid fell in the sibling category, but it's pretty easy to be a rat when you're like got a lot of siblings. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially as the older sibling, which I would assume he he was relatively old compared to you know maybe she had like a baby. I don't really know her story. I don't know this family's story, but, you know, he's just goofing around. I, I'm i very familiar with this territory. This kid was just like, hey, I'm going to go play with these gorillas. Me too. Oh, yeah. You, you never, can never mess with gorillas, though. I mean, just look at what chimpanzees do to people. They, yeah, they rip they their face off. They maul people. Yeah, dude. Brutal. They eat them like an hors d'oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then go galloping out. It's like me at a table or in a plate of potato skins, you know? Would you rather? It's just like that. Here's a good would you rather. Would you rather mm-hmm. be in? Would you rather be in? Fall into a gorilla exhibit, or 
be in the same room as somebody tweaking on bat salts. Ooh, that's interesting. Because it sounds like both those things could end up yeah. with your face being your face ripped beating. right off. <laughs> um, I mean, it's tough to say. I would say, well, it depends. Is the gorilla exhibit just like at the zoo? Are we at the zoo? Modern day, like middle of the day, I fall into the exhibit? Or is well, it just that, me alone think, in the enclosure with no help? No, the word exhibit... Okay, and now I see what you're asking. No, no, no. Yeah, it's like regular zoo hours. Somehow you fall into the gorilla enclosure. Hmm. I would take probably the gorilla enclosure because I know I'm a human and the zoo's going to get unreal amounts of backlash if they let me die. So they're going to probably kill that gorilla and save me. Whereas if a dude's on bath salts and he wants to eat my face, I can't really stop that. You know, unless I have some sort of weapon, like maybe I pull some nunchucks on him, or I, I pull out a pair of brass knucks, hit him a couple yeah, times right. in the gut real good. Um, like maybe even maybe it's like a couple of guys around. You guys are smoking crystal meth, and then this guy decides <laughs> to do some bath salts. That's the scenario. Yeah, yeah, very very similar to my outings <laughs> with my friends. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. We'll see now. I don't really know how crystal meth mixes with bath salts, so now I really have to add that dimension in. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I the when I think about it, I see like this dude's so crazed that he's gonna like. I mean, he's gonna have a little more to him than a regular human. So I think if a regular human tried to attack me and eat my face off, I'd probably be able to fend it off, unless it was someone like John, whose arms are like I don't, the size of New York City. Uh, right. This might be worse because this dude has like no intention of stopping, and I feel like there's certain parts of him that are dulled to where he's just gonna go harder than the average human, and I don't want any part of that. I'll take my chances with the gorilla because I'm not some little kid. I can at least hide from a gorilla. You know that little kid was probably like, "Oh crap, a gorilla! I'm gonna go give it a hug." Or something <laughs> stupid like that. You don't think a kid could hide better from a gorilla than you could? He probably wouldn't want to. He'd be like, "Oh, that's sweet, dude. Look at that gorilla." <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, gotta get away from this gorilla." See me high stepping through that enclosure, dude. <laughs> oh my. Whew. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I'm gonna take the opposite one just to like be different. I'm gonna say that I'd rather be in a room with the guy with basalt. Sorry, I just cut this person off. My That's bad. Right. They Didn't earned it. They deserve it. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry for cutting you off, man. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, um, so um, much tent. Yeah. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna take the. Uh, the dude. Oh God, he's turning my way. Oh God. Oh boy. Oh, it would God. be absurd tent if we got <laughs> you on on pod just getting your butt absolutely <laughs> roached. Getting roached by this guy because you cut him off. Okay, he stopped following me. Woo, baby. Thank God. I don't you always like wonder about that? You like cut in front of someone and then they like get off at your exit or you're like, oh, oh, oh God. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Especially <laughs> dude. But I'm gonna take the I'm gonna go with the guy who's on bath salts because I would rather deal with him because I think that um, I'm pretty quick mm-hmm. and that I would, you know, gorilla so unpredictable. It's not even a human. It's an animal. So like, it's very true. I don't know when a gorilla is about to snap, you know, I mean, right. I guess I could, I could use context clues to infer 
like maybe like if it starts beating its chest or something. Oh, then I dude, would... that would be terrifying. My <laughs> underwear would be filled with dumb <laughs> if, if I was in an enclosure with a gorilla and he just started pounding his chest. <laughs> It'd be over, dude. I'd just curl up in a ball and call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like if I was if I was sitting around like my friends which my friends wouldn't do this, but if my friends were just smoking crystal meth and then one dude just ripping through some bath salts and I start to see him act a little funny and I'm just like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. I'm and like, then Ooh. I could be like, hey, hey guys, do you want any like Taco Bell or anything? I'm going to go get something. And then I leave very quickly, mm. you know, before he has idea. the chance. And then he rips my friend's faces off and then I don't have to deal with it. You right. Know? That's a good idea. So, I like that idea. I might switch to your side because of it. That's such a good idea. I think that is the move. Yeah. Much better than just hoping that some zookeeper saves you from a gorilla. I, I mean, I don't know. That's your choice. If you think the gorilla would protect you. Well, then... you see, in the middle, if it's like the middle of the night, you know how like in certain movies or whatever, you know, like, oh, let's sneak into the zoo or whatever happens in movies and TV shows where people end up in a zoo at night. And Hold then on. somebody falls. Oh yeah, we'll keep talking. Keep well, talking. yeah, maybe, and then somebody falls in. Somebody falls into the to a to an enclosure of some sort. You know, whether it be bears. Hold on, Ryan. What's up, dude? I'm recording right now. Yeah, yeah. I drive around and I record. How long? When are you going? How long are you gonna be over there? Obviously, we're, you're going right now. We're gonna keep this in. <laughs> you're gonna let's take it delivered or? Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right, I'll be over later. Huh? Dude, I can't believe I'm seeing you right now. Can I take a picture with you later? Six feet. <laughs> Can I get an autograph or something? All right. See you later. Uh, sorry, my, my buddy just pulled up. He's uh, in town. He, of course. Uh, he lives far away. He was a uh, Ohio State football player, so I always uh, make fun of him and say, like, hey, you're famous. Can I, like, oh, my God, you're so famous. Can I, like, touch you? Wow. Interesting. When did, not, in, not inappropriately, but, like, hug him. I won't ask for his information on the pod, but I, I do want some some sort of clarification. Oh yeah, text. I'll clarify. I'll clarify. Uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so just pick up pick up where we left off there. I'm trying to think of what I was saying. Uh, something about gorillas. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, I was talking about how like in certain movies and TV shows, like you know, people just somehow end up at the zoo at night and then they fall into an enclosure. You know? Oh right, yeah. No, uh, that's that's not the scenario I'm pointing out here. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if it were the scenario, and then it really is just like me against this gorilla, uh, then I'm definitely not taking the scenario, because then I'm a hundred percent like I can't get out. Uh huh. And there's nobody saving me. They're all at home. Zookeepers at home, sawn logs. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting beat up by this gorilla. It would be brutal. No one would hear my screams. Unless you like, unless maybe the gorilla know like, there's a lot of ifs that would have to play into this, but like maybe the gorilla knows sign language. Maybe you could communicate with it. Yeah, I uh, very good. You know, maybe I can. I don't know, man. I've. I feel like I could connect with it in some sort of way. Not sure maybe. how. In the spur of the moment, I think something would crack in my head that would allow me to communicate with gorillas. I'm just hoping, yeah. actually, at this point. Uh, wow. Um. But yeah, wow. <laughs> no, the scenario, the scenario was definitely like middle of the day. The zoo's crowded as heck. 
Like, oh, I'm all for it, dude. As think soon about, as you think fall about in, how much clout this podcast would get. People are people are screaming, yelling, pointing, throwing stuff at the gorilla. Yeah, local dumb idiot Ryan fell into the gorilla <laughs> pit today at the <laughs> Cleveland Zoo. The, dude, the the village fool. <laughs> Court jester Ryan from the Meatball on the Sock podcast fell into the gorilla enclosure and nearly had his face eaten off before the zookeeper made his way in with a tranquilizer dart right into the butt crack of the gorilla. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan escaped with minor injuries and soiled underwear. And that's the way it would go every time, 10 times out of 10. Uh, Not to take like a a sharp left turn into something completely different, but I do want to say... Sam, on our podcast on Sunday, you said Kevin Harvick was going to win that race thing. And guess what? Yeah. What did he do, Sam? What did he do? Yes. Kevin Harvick led. Uh, the race was 293 laps. Kevin Harvick led 159 of those laps, including the most important one, the last one. And he took victory at Darlington Raceway. Yeah. So, I mean, folks. <laughs> I mean, round of applause for Sam. It's just me, but yeah. I mean, uh, to just pick that out, you know, he he pinpointed it, never wavered. He was right on that pick from the start. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think you got to start giving this man some respect. Got to give him some respect. Where's ESPN at? You know, let them get in on this. Sam's going to be their next (laughs) NASCAR slash Formula One analyst. I'd be a an amazing racing analyst. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very good at it. Hire me. I'd like to know how many experts they have on their staff that picked Kevin Harvick to win this race. I'd love to know. I'd like to know. Cause you were so confident in it. And when you told me that he won, I was legitimately like, I did. I don't care. Like no part of me cares, but the fact that you picked it, I was like, that's awesome. This podcast, this friendship greater than anything, you know, show these mm-hmm. haters. A thing Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and he's not like a young guy, you know, really vying for a lot of wins. I mean, he's got 50, so that's a lot, but he's a, he's a very good driver, which is why I picked him. Damn. But, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's just how I do. I just do, I just make good picks. Yeah, dude just gets it. You can ask, hey, you can ask head of the party planning committee, uh, Ian, who, before we went to Indianapolis in 2019, last year, uh, I told him back in January, maybe even before that, he was like, who's going to win? I said, Simon Paginot. Ooh. You know Actually, who won that race? I feel like I remember you saying that, too. Because I was, it was, the, the numbers were lining up for me. Sometimes I'll go back, because I'm a huge nerd, and I'm pretty much the only one who cares. But <laughs> I'll go back and um, I'll look at the numbers because it, you know, Indy has been around so long that it's like kind of, it's like kind of got some superstitious feel to it. Yeah. Like they always say, you don't win, the track picks you to win. Mm, so interesting. And I was looking. Pag- you could no, feel Paginode, it. Yeah, Paginot is the number twenty-two car. Of course. Um, a French driver had not won the race in ninety-nine years. Oh, dude, France was due. So it was like pretty close to 100. So I was like, number 22 has it won, and a French guy has it won in a long time. Boom, there's my guy. Yeah, too many coincidence, so, co- eh, coincidences for my blood. Yeah, just saying. That's just how it goes around here. Yeah, I like you it. Know? I like it a lot. Good at predicting stuff. Hey, and also, just talking about the fact that 
uh, racing, first sport to come back. Well, UFC was the first to come back. Yeah, shouts to them, by the way. Yeah, I watched UFC and then just racing. a ton of fights in the last week, and it made me feel made me feel good again. You know. Yeah. Uh oh, what else was I? Oh, oh, <laughs> did you hear about the whole uh, Chuck E. Cheese thing? How they rebranded their restaurant? <laughs> How they've been putting their like name on like Grubhub and stuff like that as Pasquale's Pizza because nobody yeah. wants pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, dude, that's the most genius thing ever because you know, like, especially during this, people are gonna say like, "Oh, I've never heard of Pasquale's Pizza. Like, let's try it." Yeah, and then they're just gonna end up with a box from Chuck E. Cheese and be like, "You gotta be kidding me." <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I mean, are they like changing the name on the box too? Because like, I don't know. That's I've a good heard, question. I've heard that Chuck E. Cheese has good pies. Have you never been to Chuck E. Cheese? I mean, back when I was seven. Do you not remember when? the pizza? <laughs> I really no. I mean, I think it was good. Yeah, they, I mean, I guess that's to, true. There's no way my taste town. buds are like that anymore. We so. didn't. Dude, we didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese back in the day, okay? I'm from a small town. We don't do big chains, okay, Ryan? We went to uh, some other place that also had a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think Chuck E. Cheese is a rat, dude. He's not just a mouse. He's a rat. Okay, a rat then. Sorry. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that, like, he was, uh, like, yeah, you know. I don't even know what I was yeah, trying to he, say there. But, like, yeah, uh, it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right, Absolutely. Right. Actually, oh. you know what? 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 Nothing. Nothing. Keep going. All right. So we're actually we're actually absolutely cruised through this pod. It's at 52 <clears throat> minutes. But I will end. I will say this. I will close it out with a little bit of beef talk and also 50% a new segment called This Guy's a Moron, Isn't He? Uh, and <laughs> oh, it, I like this. it's called, uh, well, it's not called, I'm going to go right at Paul Pierce because Paul Pierce, I mean, you're a moron because he just said that he doesn't believe LeBron James is a top five player of all time in NBA history. And his reasoning is that he was unable to build up an organization from the ground like this dude. And I will quote. I will quote our dear friend Logan, who's probably hard at work cleaning some part of the studio that I can't see. Uh, LeBron James took like the worst team of all time to the (laughs) finals, to the finals. He ended that Pistons team that had won a championship either the year before or two years before, whatever. And he took them to the finals to play the Spurs. Yeah. The I Pistons mean, won in 2004 because nobody in Michigan will ever let you forget that. Right, right. And I can't remember what year this was for the Cavs. I want to say it was like 06, maybe 07. I don't know. Eh, I think it was 07, I thought it was actually. 07. Yeah. I thought it was 07. I'm not good with years. I can remember what happened. But, yeah. I But I the fact that he did that, I mean, what do you want him to do? Do you want him to also be the full-time GM and make trades and acquire free agents? That's not his job. He can't build an organization from the ground up because that's not his job. His job is to play games and win games with the talent that the GM puts around him. I mean, the names that he's rattling off, oh my, it's just frustrating. Bill Russell built the organization of Boston. Are you kidding me, dude? They had, like, whoa, Bob Cousy 
Havlicek. Like, they had all these guys. They won 11 championships. It was just a great team, and they had Red Auerbach, who's, like, one of the best coaches. I mean, stop it. Magic, Kareem. I, I mean, first of all, they're on the same team. And they also had James Worthy and other guys that were really good. Those teams were absurd, too. The Lakers, how many did they win? Yeah, because he had a ton of talent around him. Who did LeBron have? Who who do you want him to win championships with in that first stint in Cleveland before he did start hopping around to different teams? But, I mean, dude, what, Ira Newble? I, Larry Hughes? Now so you're Drew getting into names that I don't know. Yeah, dude. Well, that's you shouldn't know him. I mean, Daniel Booby Gibson was critical in some of these games, and that should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> when Magic Johnson's got Kareem helping him out, LeBron James has Daniel Booby Gibson helping him out. Very unfair, Paul Pierce, to say. <laughs> He's got... <laughs> Paul Pierce has poo for brains. I've got beef with him, and he's the first member of our segment... I don't even remember what I called it. It was something like, this dude's a moron, isn't he? Uh, so, yeah, congratulations, Paul Pierce. Wasn't wasn't Paul Pierce in an, in an argument about something else? It was like, oh, man, I can't think of it. I feel it like was, he's was, one of those who guys. Who was better, Paul Pierce or somebody else? And there, Paul Pierce was like, well, obviously me. And then they showed the stats. And Oh, yeah. Uh, who was it? I don't remember I who it remember. was. I know what you're talking about. Paul Pierce also pooped himself and then refused to walk off the court when he did it. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. He there was like a I, I can't remember if it was in the finals or if it was the playoffs something, but he like went down like oh my knees hurt. His teammates literally carry him to the sideline. I think they put him in a wheelchair and wheel him off the floor, and it turns out he just pooped himself. Wasn't hurt at all. He came back in the second half or whenever, and he was fine. And people were like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Yeah, dude pooped himself. I mean, come on. Paul Pierce, you're a moron. <laughs> wow, man. Paul Pierce pooping himself just but, reminds me a lot of Kent State. Gun girl, Caitlin Bennett. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That was uh, a good one. All right. All right. But, yeah, good night, everybody. Sam, you do your sign off. I Whatever. Like, rate, subscribe. <laughs> Tell your friends, dude. Yeah. I, I hate I hate pulling up the thing and see fifteen listeners. Yeah, don't don't make me I the last thing I want to do is have to be like super interactive on Twitter and Instagram to try and grow this thing. I mean, this is partially your guys' job too. Yeah, I like, don't want to putting interact. out we're putting out the tent. Just do us a favor. Like it takes two seconds. Whether you think the show stinks or not, you know, just put it up on your Instagram. Tweet it out. I don't care. Retweet it. I you do whatever you want. Whatever the social media stuff you want to do, spread the word. You know, call up your grandma and say, "Oh my gosh, grandma, you're gonna love this podcast. It's so wholesome. These guys, they're they're really. I mean, I know my grandma would probably love it if she knew what a computer was. And <laughs> so, I, you know what? Yeah, just do your job, folks. And you probably all have tuned out by this point, which is the sad part because I mean, that's a long pod, you know. But we're we're. We're crushing tent right now. It's great tent. So you know what? Yeah. Help us out a little bit. Share it around. You know, maybe maybe tweet at like 100 people and say like, wow, listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do what we were talking about like in the pyramid scheme. We tell five people. Exactly. We, we make the pod. Yeah, we make the And then we pod. put it out. And then you tell five people. And then somebody else tells five people. And then they tell five people. 
and pretty much pretty soon we'll be selling shampoo. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, do your part. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the first Thursday show. This is the first Thursday show. Uh, well, maybe. I actually don't know if that's true or not. First Thursday show, the new schedule. So, and yeah, all right. definitely. Great stuff, okay. as always. And we'll see you on Sunday. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. See ya.